everybody, this is William Del Pilar, your conservative Latino, and this is Fired Up. So let's talk some Iowa caucus. Okay, I may be a day late with this, but it took me a little while to gather my research. I'd like to get into the numbers. So some notes of interest that I found out about the Iowa caucus that Trump dominated that just over 110,000 Republicans participated in this year's caucus. Now, that sounds like a lot, but it actually falls well short of the record of 187,000 in 2016. And it was also less than the 2012 GOP caucus that had 121,000. However, weather did play a major factor in the 14% turnout. In fact, I would say it probably hurt Nikki Haley the most out of anyone. Her and her donor masters were hoping to use crossover votes to actually defeat Ron DeSantis, who put all his eggs into Iowa. And they failed, but they were close enough to be able to still go forward with their plan and make it sound as if she won. The irony about all this, neither Nikki Haley nor Donald Trump hit all 99 counties. Ron DeSantis was the only one who did that to little avail. Contrary to some reports, Donald Trump won first-time caucus voters. And on the negative side, polls were called as soon as they could be announced. And that's based on early analysis or analysis of early ballot returns, survey results of voters who plan to attend the caucus. In the other news, because I'm not going to talk about him, but Vivek Ramaswamy dropped out. He immediately endorsed Trump and he's probably likely going to campaign with him. It's funny because you see people like Laura Loomer and Trump, who a couple of days ago threw him under the bus, were chastising him and, 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 and uh, going against him because he dared tell, to ask people to vote for him over Trump. Now that he dropped out, they're like, they're, they're like lovers, you know, <laughs> lovers united. It, it's kind of sickening. You know, I'm going to vote for Trump, but he, he's not a good person. And Laura Loomer, she is every stereotype of a Jewish individual that people have, which is not good. And it's not fair to the Jewish culture community and other members when you have somebody who proudly represents herself like that and then acts as she does, meaning she has no shame. She wants to hurt people. She's just a bad person, you know, incredibly intelligent and very good at trying to destroy people. <laughs> but I'm digressing. Let's move on. Okay, so the mainstream media... The other things I noticed in this was the strain media, the mainstream media does equal state run media. I know this firsthand being a child of Panama. I had my epiphany in 1990, 91 and listening to the news. And it's true. He who controls the media controls the country. They again, the mainstream media declared the winner within 31 minutes and it was seen as media interference. Accusations were thrown regarding that. This happened with Arizona in 2020. Uh, this happened in California. Uh, I worked or supported a candidate named John Cox, who ran for governor. Terrible candidate, weak candidate, but an extremely nice man. And, and I do mean that. Carried himself well, always polite, always willing to give a constituent the time of day, a very kind person. He wasn't treated favorably by the California Republican Party because he wasn't an elitist, even though he had the money of elitists. Uh, so he's a good man. After in the governor's race, I want to say 2018, 30 minutes, they called it. 
it's what they do. And the reason I say it's election interference, because if you're sitting, standing in line, going to vote for somebody and they call it for the other guy, you're going to leave. And these things are not 100 percent accurate. I mean, they're as close to it as you can get, but it's still not a given. When this happened in Florida in 2000, in terms of 2004, in terms of George Bush, I can't remember if it was 2000 with Gore, 2004 with uh, John Kerry. But they called the state or, or were calling the state. And uh, they're in different time zones there. So they created a law that now you can't call a race until the polls close. But now they're abusing that, too. The moment the polls close, they, they just throw it out there. Uh, they don't care if you're in line voting. You know, so, so I do agree with it. It's a legal form of election interference, and it needs to stop. And, you know, how do you make it stop? Well, the parties call in. We're done voting. All, po all polling precincts have closed officially, i.e. every voter has voted that's here. That's how you do it. And that's that. You know, we can't put the media before the people. We can't put people in California ahead of the voters in Florida before those polls close. But they want to know, hey, who's won? Do I need to go vote? You know, it's just garbage. Now, the real kicker in all this was MS MSNBC did not show Trump's victory speech. While CNN talked over him as they gave it, as he gave it. And Rachel Maddow said it's because we don't want to give an unfiltered voice, implying he'll lie. That's very rich. Obamacare. If you like Shadafa, you can keep Shadafa. Not true. Hillary Rodham Clinton, in the book, shattered their game plan to uh, accuse Trump of Russian collusion is in, a, is in either in the appendix or the final chapter. I read the book. I was stunned. So when all this happened, I was like, well, she said she was going to do this. I mean, it's in her book. Did you think the mainstream media care report that? No, they hid that. They lied about it. They denied it. And Joe Biden, you know, you could use a classic. Uh, I mean, his, I didn't take any money there from those Ukrainians. No, no, my boy, Hunter, innocent, innocent. <laughs> it's a frame job. That guy does more crack than than the size of Fat Albert's ass. Come on now. <laughs> All of them lied. The mainstream media lied and the data refuted their lies. And yet these same networks kept running with the lies every single day. Obama, uh, uh, the Russia hoax, the steel dossier, Russia collusion, hydrochloroquine. You won't catch COVID if you take the poison jab. We promise you. We promise you. And you know what irks me about that, people, is there's there's people close. I know close family, friends. You know, they never said that, William. They never said that. Yes, they did. There's enough viewed film out there, or, uh, I'm sorry, enough <laughs> film out there that proves it. And then there, there's Howie Mandel in denial today or, or this week saying, they never said that. It sickens me, a rich white pig like him in denial. Why? Because he doesn't have to deal with people dying left and right. He probably wasn't jet. I don't know. I don't care. I just get mad at people who are in, in denial over that. that I, I'm an emotional guy. Maybe it comes from seeing two dictators take over a country, destroy it, plunder it, and kill whoever they wanted as they please. Because we're seeing that now. BLM with all the murders. Oh, just a friendly riot. You know, just a friendly riot. Antifa with murders. You know, the J6, and yet just the other night, a bunch of Hamas protesters uh, overcame the fence. You know, what happened? Nothing. See, they're a bunch of liars and 
You Americans just have no clue. I'm an American too, but I have the perspective of having traveled to dozens of countries, living amongst different people, uh, being born and raised in a different country, but yet being an American, I've seen the good and the bad out of this country. And even our bad is nowhere near as close as to what I've seen in other countries. Ask immigrants about America and what makes us exceptional. And we're losing all that. And a big part is because of the mainstream media. The Lafayette Square protesters, they try to denigrate Donald Trump with supporting Dr. Fauci's lies. You know, one example is the Wuhan virus didn't come from a lab. Well, yeah, it did. And it's proven now. The border, you know, we got the border closed there. You know, Joe Biden tells the world as there's video of tens of thousands. You know, uh, uh, she's a terrible, vile woman, but Ann Coulter writes brilliantly. When she's not writing, she's a political moron. She'll get one or two things right. But when she researches and writes those books, phenomenally brilliant. She's just a bad, vile woman overall. Uh, it's no surprise she's alone at her age. Uh, but anyway, she was the only one who said what the aggregate number of illegals were. You know, they were quoting the mainstream media line again, quoting 10 to 12 million. That's from the Reagan era. You add the numbers up. You look at the data, add it up. It's right there in front. She did it. 30 million. I would imagine that's probably easily 40, 50 million now. We have 350 million people in this country. Tack on another 50 million illegals. 400 million, the 350 million uh, out of that 40% can't support themselves. So that leaves the rest of us having to support not only uh, people who don't pay taxes. And yes, that does bother me because that means you have no skin in the game. And if you have no skin in the game, you're never going to amount to anything because everything's going to be an excuse and everything's going to be gimme, gimme, gimme. I've seen that firsthand too. Then you have the illegal aliens. Oh, William, why don't you have compassion? Oh, yeah, yo soy Latino también. You know, I'm Latino. I saw my cousin kicked back to Panama because of stupidity. And he's there now, never able to come back. But yet all these illegals can. You know, not that he was a saint, but they give the illegals a farm and treat everybody who's trying to do it properly like scum. And it's sickening. The Kavanaugh hearings, they disprove that lying, vicious, vile excuse for a human being, that woman's story, over and over and over. She had no proof. But hey. She got her payday and added onto her house. I think it was here in California, Hawaii. You know, she, I want to say she played y'all, but not really. She was just a tool who was used, a vile woman, another vile woman. So all these lies were and are for politics. And they were, again, proven factually to be untrue. The intent of these lies, as always, is to promote a false narrative. And they don't want Americans to be influenced by the truth. So the fact that they're telling you that, hey, we can't trust what Donald Trump says, but you promote every other lie should speak volume. And if you're Latino or black and you believe this crap, you're the problem of why this country's going to hell. And I also blame the Republican Party for not reaching out to your communities with the truth. But it's time to stop believing the lies. So let's get back to <laughs> the Iowa caucus after my diatribe on the mainstream media. Look, Donald Trump destroyed the competition. His margin of victory was huge, as he would say. 51%. DeSantis got 21%. Haley had 19%. Trump won 90, 98 out of 99 counties. The, the one county he lost had about 20% of crossover votes. And Nikki Haley won by only one vote. 
Trump shattered uh, the record of margin of victory. Uh, the previous GOP record was Bob Doe's 12-point win over Pat Robertson in 1988. Now, I look young. I really do. God bless my family's genes. But I was around in 1998, and I do remember that. Pat Robertson was... Uh, Interesting, interesting candidate. As I was going through my rebellious years, coming from a fundamentalist family, uh, and even though I was a God-fearing man, I had my issues with the church, and that continues to this day. The church, not God, you know. And and Pat Robertson kind of showed me, not in a good or bad way, just showed me the power of uh, of how somebody can amass power and speak for a, a, a whole swath of individuals. Prior to that, I'd only seen it uh, with the Democrat and Republican Party, the candidates, and, and, and say black uh, leadership. Uh, uh, outside of that, I hadn't seen it. And then I saw Pat Robertson, I was like, wow. You know, it, 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 his his coalition was made up of, of every culture, every person, you know, and the one thing that tied him together was God. Very powerful man. But anyway, Bob Doe destroyed him. <laughs> Looks like God said, Pat, you're on your own. So Trump secured a greater victory than that. In fact, his victory was by 30 points over the second place DeSantis. Some notes of interest regarding Donald Trump. Trump First of all, here's what people don't understand. The mainstream media is stunned at, at that Trump hasn't lost his base. Trump's base not only has was not lost, it has grown with Latinos and Black Americans, as well as more and more working class white Americans. And this happened uh, after he was charged in Manhattan with the Stormy Daniels affair, that whole issue that went down. At that point, DeSantis, I don't know, he was, uh, there was a great article, I don't have it in front of me, but talked about how DeSantis was at, in some posts just 10 points out. And after that, everything went south. Trump started shooting up. And my issue with supporting Trump is I look at the economy. I know he's not a good dude. You know, I know he can be full with some compliments, but I look at the economy and my frustration is with white and white libertarians and white Republicans because they have no clue to the plight of minorities or the poor working whites. Uh, and it has, doesn't have to do with money as much as education, education, the higher educated I see these people, the more disconnect. They have no clue that their white suburban world or, or, or their white city penthouse world, their ivory towers, is not the same as living in the ghetto, the barrio, or trailer parks. And they always assume it is. They don't pause to think, oh, we're all equal. We're all Americans. They don't understand different plights. And the reason I say that is you have to reach out to these individuals and connect with them. And they don't care enough to do that. It's as if it's a bother. And, and that's always uh, bothered me. But not Trump. Trump connects with Latinos. He connects with blacks. And his base in, in those two areas is growing. And people have no clue. Uh, the only way he loses in 2024 is going to be through voter fraud. Huh. He spent $7 million. His super PAC spent $11.5 million for an $18.5 million total spent in Iowa. He held about 20 rallies across the state since March of last year. And he went to Iowa the least out of any candidate, which is unheard of. I mean, the big thing in Iowa is the 99 counties. It's kind of like a goal. And if you accomplish it, it's a big thing. <laughs> the other thing is Trump did not attend not one debate leading up to Iowa, including the, the Iowa debate specifically. And 
that strategy, agree or not, paid off. And I would have liked to have seen him debate, but Trump's a terrible debater. People talk about how he did this, how he did that. All he did was name call with 16, 15 people. Once it got down to three people, Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio embarrassed and shamed him. They made him look like a 70-year-old man. You know, because he couldn't think as quickly or or, 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 cre- or react as quickly as the way they were bashing him. That's why he did not do the debate with Ted Cruz in 2016. I mean, look how he look how he acted during the debate with Joe Biden. You know, his uh, the the one debate that that he was on par with was Hillary Clinton. But she's not even her own supporters say, yeah, she's not the best candidate we've ever had. She's so unlikable. So. Him not attending the debate was not only a good strategic move, it also protected him because they would have been able to tear him down. But regardless, again, 51% in Iowa, he did, it shows his strategy paid off. He proved he's unbeatable. Iowa is a state analyst said, look, these long shot candidates, this is a state where they need and can make a stand and make it more than a one man race. And they couldn't, you know, they can lie. To the public, which is what they do, they they, they spin doctor it, you know, and say, you know, uh, how many tickets were punched out out of Iowa? One. There are three people still in the race, but only one. Well, technically, there's more than three, but there's only one actual real candidate, and we'll see how how New Hampshire turns out. But I'm not sure Nikki Haley's up. She put all her eggs in that basket, and I, I don't know how it's going to turn out. You know, libertarians supposedly are anti-war, you know, and the Fed, you know, the military industrial complex is evil, you know, no more taxes. And there's Nikki Haley doing all of that, you know, and it's supposed to be the the, the don't tread on me or, or, or freedom type state. And um, there she is, the establishment rhino candidate, uh, second in the pack behind Donald Trump. So. Again, Iowa proved this is his nomination, and they know it. The the Republican Party does. I think what they're doing is trying to push Nikki Haley to be his VP. And I'm going to say it. If she's the VP, I'm just not going to vote. And for y'all who sit there and say, if you not vote, that's just a vote for a Democrat. Go bleep yourself. Let me repeat myself. Go bleep yourself. My vote has to be earned. The reason we are in this crap, this mess in this country is because both parties use that line successfully and we get nothing but rhinos and and socialists and progressive Dems uh, establishing Republicans. We get bad people and we keep reelecting them. I stopped that around 2012. If you look at my ballot, half of it's blank. If I don't have any information, I'm just leaving it blank. Republican Party candidates do not deserve your vote. They have to earn it and they don't. You know, so you who just check off that lever in the Republican Party, you're just as responsible as any Democrat who voted for Biden when you sit there and support Mitt Romney, when you sit there and support John McCain, Songbird McCain. That's right. I said it. I served. My father served. My brother served. My sister, my sister, my sister served. That's right. All my family, but my mother served. Ain't nobody going to ever tell me what I can and can't say. All right. Let's talk Ron DeSantis. Comes in second, 30 points back. Iowa was his best chance. He put the most money, time, and effort into it. He hit 99 countries, held more than 130 public events. He had the big-name endorsements. The Iowa governor, Kim Reynolds, who kind of threw Trump under the bus. She was under no obligation to, to, to help or endorse Trump. But without Trump, she's not governor. You know, I got, I'll talk about it in another podcast, but but 
the DeSantis cult, you know, led by Dana Les, John Cardillo, uh, 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 Dave Rubin and others. I mean, they were out there. They were out there lying as hard as some Trump cultists, Obama cultists, Biden supporters have. You know? So I'll talk about that at another time. But the point is, uh, he had the endorsement of Kim Reynolds. He had the... now. Iowa was a big evangelical state, and he also had the endorsement of an evangelical leader called Bob Vanderplatz, dozens of other notable Iowan political figures. All this proved is that 99% of endorsements don't matter. There are a handful of people who can endorse somebody, and they'll woo the ignorant sheep to vote for that person. You know, uh, an Oprah can do that. A Trump can do that. Uh, you know, Maybe a few others, but a politician, no. Uh, a, a not well-known non-politician in the political circles, no. no. I mean, they'll influence uh, uh, some people, but not at the numbers that, that, that individuals want. There's a, when you endorse somebody, you're supposed to also help them out. So uh, when I helped the candidate, she took all these endorsements. And, and my first question was, boss, what are they going to do to help us? Oh, oh, and I'm like, dear God, we're going to lose. And we got shellacked. Yeah, I couldn't convince her to do anything right. And it was frustrating because she was a sweet woman. She just, she wanted to be uh, the political candidate who gets elected, but didn't quite understand the work that comes with that. And uh, so I look at endorsements differently. I'm like, if you're going to endorse me, you're going to contribute something or I don't care about your endorsement. I don't even need the phone call, you know, post it on your website. I don't care. I'll just ignore it. <laughs> it's that simple. All right, back to DeSantis. DeSantis spent $3 million. His super PAC spent $32 million, a combined $35.1 million in one state. Compare that to Trump's $18.5 million. And now ABC is just flat out lying. They claim he spent $100 million. They, they, they offer no proof. Look, there's no way a campaign is going to spend $100 million in one state, uh, especially kicking it off when your funds are limited if you spend that $100 million. You know, it's just sheer stupidity. But that's what the mainstream media does. So DeSantis lost big, but he will remain in the race. And next up for him, obviously, is New Hampshire. And he's not doing well. So he's got to convince his donors to stick with him past New Hampshire and past South Carolina, where it will likely become a two-man race if he can financially stand, because he is the better candidate. I actually hope he becomes Trump's VP and not Nikki Haley. People say, that don't ever happen. That don't never happen. The odds of Nikki Haley, who has actually bashed him directly and threw him under the bus, is much harsher than anything Ron DeSantis has been. And she's backed by people who want to send our boys and girls to die. People who want to enrich themselves through a soldier's death. Uh, you know, Vivek Ramaswamy. Well, that was the other news. Uh, uh, is is Vivek Ramaswamy dropped out and who cares? He dropped out, immediately endorsed Trump. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Vivek is not who you think it is. And the reason I say that is he was a nobody until he started spewing Trump stuff. And because he's nearly a billionaire, he had the money to go everywhere, not work. And God bless him for that. I'm not saying that in a bad way. And campaign. And he's become a Trump media darling. He's, he's a Manchurian candidate. And so we find out exactly what those ties were with Big Pharma. Exactly what those, why he didn't vote. You know, I'm not voting for somebody just because they have brown skin and are conservative. I'm not voting for somebody just because they're Latino and conservative. Uh, I've said that millions of times, especially to my brethren Latinos. I'm like, no, yo no voté para ella. ¿Por qué voy a votar para ella? Solo porque Latina vete carajo. I'm like, no, I didn't vote for her. You know, I'm not going to vote for her because she's just Latino. Go to hell. That's just my belief. I vote for the candidate who's going to help 
push and move forward my values. All right. So Nikki Haley. Wow. Nikki Haley is a vile person, but the establishment has positioned herself well heading into New Hampshire. Let's break Nikki Haley down. Nikki Haley claims the crossover vote in Iowa. She comes in third, 32 points back. Look, she won the crossover vote. Her 19.1% votes are built upon Democrats and some independents. This means Haley had Democrats flip their party to Republican that same day, which is allowed. It's legally allowed. Why the parties allow this is beyond me, but they allow it, and they voted for her in the caucus. The Democratic caucus on a different day, but there's a study that shows when people switch votes or switch parties, they rarely switch back. Not because they fall in love with the new party. They're just lazy. Forget about it. I was in that boat, uh, boat for many years. Like I was dumped being a Republican. I, I became an independent. And then when I switched over, I ended up switching back to Republican uh, five, six years after that because I wanted to work on the Ted Cruz campaign and he would only allow Republicans, which is fair. You know, it's fair. So, uh, uh, and the goal was to, to, to empower anti-Trump votes. So they, what they were trying to do is close the gap using Democrats and hope for maybe a 10, 12 point victory and hoping to overcome DeSantis. So the establishment, the donor class, the people that, that Haley is, is on her knees on their, uh, on the teeth, uh, of this donor class. So they could prop her up and say, Hey, this is two man race. And they know she wouldn't beat Trump, but they would use that just as the Rep Republican Party did in 1980 to Ronald Reagan. They shoved Bush. You want our help? You got to have this guy as your VP. And Reagan lied. Well, you know, I want to bring the party together. So I'm going to pick George W. Bush, a rhino, sends people to their death, doesn't care about working class. He's my man. <laughs> he did not do that willingly. They never do. I mean, do you think Pence was Trump's choice? No. Somebody told him, go with him. You're going to get a conservative vote. The insiders the whole time knew he was a rhino. I didn't know he was a rhino. I suspected it. The way he treated Ted Cruz with his promised endorsement and held back on the endorsement until the day of the vote, you know, ignoring the fact that people were already doing early mail-in ballots. You know, Ted, uh, 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 Mike Pence is a flaw Christian. He's a fake Christian. He uses Christianity to get his way because his actions aren't very Christian. And don't get me wrong. You know, the Knights Templar were warriors. Christians are not passive people. We fight and we defend when we have to, but not Pence. Pence is out for himself. He's a vile, he's another vile human being. Most politicians are vile. The moment you cross the line to do something for yourself, you become a vile person because your job is for your constituents. You know, I served for four years. They asked me to stay on. They said, William, why don't you run? You know, they were shocked when the deadline came to, to, to apply to run. And I said, no, I haven't. They're like, why? I'm done here. My goal was to clean up this board. I helped get rid of the three worst vile people on this board. I just ran them off. I, I, I just never let up. My partner can tell you, yeah, William will beat a dead horse or he won't let it go. He will just ram you with it, ram you with it. One resigned, two resigned, one resigned, left in disgust and tried to get back at me. They had a big hearing about it. He made the fool. And the third person, I can't remember, but I cleaned up the board and I was the reason we had a new uh, 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 chairperson for the board. I pushed her, got her elected. My job was done. I left. 
you know so so i did i wasn't there for the glory there is no glory at, at that low level as as a planning group member but i got to experience what it is to be a politician but back to nikki <laughs> they wanted to position her as the anti-trump candidate but here's the problem It'd be the Trump base versus neocons, never Trumps, rhinos, the establishment, the military industrial complex. And we don't want that. We don't need that. But I am very concerned Trump's going to cave into the pressure just like he did a lot of times. Again, I'm a Trump supporter, but I'm a realist. Trump lied to us a lot by making a lot of promises and not going through with them. And I don't care about the smaller things. I don't care about some of these laws that I also tout or regulations that he removed. Actually, they're very important. I do care. But my point is, where's the wall? You liar. Where's the wall? You did not build the wall, as you promised. And don't play semantics. And I'll tell this to any Trump cult member. And again, I'm a Trump supporter, but I'm a realist. I'm going to vote for Trump. I'll support Trump unless he picks Nikki Haley. Then I'll just leave it back, uh, blank. He would not have my support. But back to Nikki Haley, uh, the whole scheme of crossover votes is to interfere and affect the outcome of the primary. And that's important because the winners of primaries get delegates. It's that simple. So they're trying, they were, they were doing election interference. Again, legal election interference. And it infuriates me that both Republican and Democrat parties in, in, in many states allow crossover voting. It's wrong. It's there's no honor in it. It destroys the integrity of what they're supposed to do as well. Now, 20% at one Iowa precinct were new or crossover voters of Democrats and some independents on registration day to vote for Haley. That was Johnson County where Haley won by one vote. Rumors abounded, and I believe this because when you got 20% at one precinct, odds are that's about probably where it's at with most. But there were rumors, and I say rumors because I have not been able to confirm this yet, but that up to 23% of the total votes for her were crossover votes. Think about that. Can you think about that for a second? That kept her beat down percent perception as acceptable at 19%. Oh, she got 19%, only two points behind Ron DeSantis. You take the crossover votes out, my friends, and she's likely at about 14 or 15%. <laughs> 14 or 15%. And Trump got what? <laughs> Trump got what, 51%? Oh my God, that's 35, 40. I mean, that, I mean, she would have been doomed and done at that point. But they played the system and she's coming out of Iowa actually looking pretty good. That's depressing, you know? CB and again, so CBS News is where I found out about the Johnson County, Iowa caucus district where they ran out of party switch forms. So that's how you know it was very high. <laughs> And the reason I'm so angry at this, crossover voters will not vote Republican in the general. That's why it shouldn't happen. These are not Republican people. And again, I say the same thing about Democrats or Libertarians. They're not, if they're, you're not a Libertarian, you shouldn't be dealing with Libertarian votes. If you're not a Democrat, you shouldn't be dealing with Democrat voters in the primaries. Now, she's, they're expecting to do this in New Hampshire. It's depressing, I tell you. Democrats move their primary, just like they did in Iowa, to facilitate this or to help facilitate this. Or that's one of their strategies. Democrats are brilliant. They look ahead to conquer you, and they've done a good job of it. I envy that in them. I, I loathe them. As a former liberal, I envy who they are and what they are and what they've become. And uh, 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 
just vile people, vile people. Again, this is equivalent to election interference. They're publicly, the Haley camp stated, hey, we're not going after these, these voters. That's what they stated for Iowa. Then they eventually came out, we're going after all voters. Look, I, I know the political system. I don't even know a lot of it. Uh, I've been involved in the political system for uh, uh, directly involved for about nine years now, going to meetings, you know, uh, working as a grunt in campaigns, working as uh, uh, my way up, doing, doing the walking, the talking, uh, donating money, traveling to different states to support candidates. So I've learned the system from the ground up. Still a lot I don't know, but I do know enough about this. That's what they may say publicly. But they had a team of individuals working on that privately. You know, it's no big secret, hush, hush, one of those open secret type things. They all do it. So she was lying when saying they weren't going after that. You know, so again, they're blatantly doing this in New Hampshire. Her allies are spending more than $1 million directly on 200,000 Democrat or independent voters to get them to switch and to vote for her. And that's why she's sitting in a pretty position. She comes out of Iowa with the crossover vote, pumping her up to 90%. And the weather hurt her in Iowa. And the reason I say that is there was only 14% turnout. And it's a logical thought process uh, uh, that's usually backed up by the data. I didn't look it up in this case. But when you poll and ask people, if you're a Democrat and you don't really have to vote, but they want you to go do the crossover thing, and it's a blizzard or, or below zero type freezing temperatures, they're going to go, no. Now, if you're the hardcore 14% of Republicans who care about your candidate, you went out. You know, So the media dogging on only 14% turnout, it's, it's just a tactic. You know, you, you don't hear that when, when it happens to Democrats because the media is a lying sacks. You know, uh, uh, Nikki Haley held 85 events in Iowa. She, she lied, even though I knew what she meant. She stated Iowa has made this a two-person race. No, it's still it's really a one person race with two other candidates refusing to get out. Uh, but again, uh, the donor, the donor class, her masters at the military industrial complex. Uh, she's on her knees for these people. They helped her get to that 19 percent and they're doing the same thing in New Hampshire. And what they're hoping to do is with the 30 percent loss of DeSantis, him putting all his baskets, they're hoping New Hampshire, where she is like she's still 20 points out from Trump uh, or 30 points, she's 30 points out in her own state of South Carolina. But she's like 20 points out, uh, 15 points out in New Hampshire. And, 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 and DeSantis, who hasn't campaigned in New Hampshire, is in single digits. So, again, he's got to convince his donors, look. We're not counting on the state. We're passing the state by, and 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 hope that they they don't uh, uh, leave. They don't leave him or, or abandon him. But she stated that Iowa has made it a two-person race, and that's kind of what she meant by it. Uh, she has strong poll standings in New Hampshire and North South Carolina in comparison to uh, DeSantis, but she's still to 30 points she's trailing Trump in her own home state. And that's where the wheels will come off because the perception of not being able to win your home state is not only embarrassing, it's a type of perception that affects minds and makes people look at you differently. Damn, she couldn't win her home state? What the hell should I vote for her here as, as, as the primary moves on? It's devastating to lose your home state. And that's where the wheels can stop for her. It, 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 she doesn't have a plan to counter that and how heavy Trump goes after her. Haiti spent $5 million. The super PAC spent $32.2 million. So $37.2 million she spent. She spent more than Ron DeSantis. 
and obviously Trump spent the less. So the Iowa caucus gave us one answer. This is Trump's nomination. It's not even Trump's nomination to lose. This is Trump's nomination. The people know what happened with all the irregularities, <laughs> irregularities in the 2020 election. Look, I have seen elections in Panama. I followed Jimmy Carter and, and how they would go around different countries. I didn't follow him physically. I mean, reading the reports. I read his 76 Blue Star Panel report. Everything that was happening in our elections are signs they said we can't allow to happen. And that's how I know voter fraud's happening. I also uh, met and talked to and interviewed a few times these three little old ladies who cataloged and started tracking voter fraud for many, many, many years. And then it finally got noticed by the party and higher ups, including Mark Levin and other groups. And they've taken the battle forward uh, with, with with the lack of cleaning the roller, uh, 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 the voter rolls, uh, uh, finding and busting uh, uh Democrats going to the homeless, giving them cigarettes, alcohol, getting them the vote. So little things like that. And my issue with the Republican Party is you have the rhinos who who I got an argument with another Latino, a nice guy, uh, uh, bought and paid for it. Uh, once again, another guy on his knees at the teeth of his uh, donor masters uh, telling me there is no voter fraud. And I said, dude, hold on, stop. Statistically, there is voter fraud. No study has actually been done. The courts did not want to hear voter fraud cases. Some courts even laughed about it in Wisconsin before hearing it. And my partner tried to lie. And, well, not lie. He doesn't lie. But his version is that he tried to sit there and give me reasons. I'm like, dude, I've seen this happen in various other countries. Why is it that libertarians talk about the corruption in government and duopoly? Then TDS kicks in. And all of a sudden, the courts are as pure as driven snow because you hate Trump. You know, I pride myself on being even bored, even keel. I'm very emotional, but I look at the positives of what libertarians push and profess. I look at the positives of what Democrats used to push and profess in the 80s. And then that ended about the 90s. Uh, and since then, it's been a downhill. Uh, but I do not, nor will I ever acknowledge TDS people and their, and their ludicrous claims because I look at the information and then I challenge them. And that's where the wheels tend to fall off for them. Because most people argue on generalities. I'm like, I. <clears throat> one person said, why, you never let me finish my sentence. I go, because when you start with a lie, I'm not going to let you get past that lie. I'm going to challenge that lie. Because by not stopping you, by not challenging that lie, I am saying it's true with my silence. And I will not do that. That's a big Ron DeSantis problem. There was just a CNN or, or some panel, I think it was Wolf Blitzer asked him, uh, he, Wolf Blitzer started with the example was a lie about uh, Texas authorities forcibly grabbing in and pushing the, uh, 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 the border patrol people from, uh, 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 from, I can't remember, they were doing something, uh, helping the illegals or something. It was a lie. So Ron DeSantis didn't even bat an eye. He just answered the question. Answered it with the Republican proper answer, but he, it should, he should never have even answered it. He said, well, first of all, that's not true. Well, it's a proven lie. And America, this is the problem we have with the media. People like Wolf Blitzer who are willing um, to blatantly lie to your face. That didn't happen, Wolf. He doesn't do that. And that's why we lose so many of these battles. But regardless, Iowa left us with a two-man race. Unless DeSantis can't convince his donors to hang on, 
uh, Haley set up properly for New Hampshire, then she's hoping she can get the home state vote, which I don't think she will. And 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 I think that's when we're. I think at that point where it could become a two-man race. But a warning to Donald Trump's camp: I am not just one. There are tens of thousands of us who will not vote for you if you select Nikki Haley as your VP. You're old. You can go at any time. You're vaxxed. You know. So who knows? You may just drop suddenly one day. But I'm not going to risk having a Nikki Haley. I'd rather have four more years of misery. To be in that, like an alcoholic, when you hit rock bottom, you realize we need change. Maybe that'll convince more people. But I'm not going to go with you uh, picking Nikki Haiti because all that does is tell me that you're willing to work with the establishment in the swamp. And the problem, Donald, is they play you every time. Mitch McConnell owned you too many times. You gave great sound bites, but when it came to actually passing the laws and what they did, he owned you. He said, you're not getting your law. Did you get your law? No. He owned you. Not to mention your inner circle of Ivanka and Jared are two Democrats. You know, it's, it's just, I'm going to vote for you and I'm going to support you because of what you did for us. But there's a lot of things I have not forgotten. And don't forget that, sir. Haley is anywhere near you. I'm done with you. So that about ends it for our Iowa caucus breakdown and my diatribe, my mini diatribes against the system, the donor class, the media, but it's a battle and we cannot let up my friends. So until next time, this is William Del Pilar and I bid you adieu.